It's a cheap Merlot kind of evening here in South Texas at Boca, Texas. And we're going to talk about the gear I take on a bridal formal photo session. So come right back and hear all about it. All right. Sorry about that quick intro. I just kind of dig all those things, right? So introduction Welcome to South Texas. It's beautiful weather down here on April 29th, and uh, it's been a good day. Got a lot done, but I am like two weeks behind on getting this podcast out, Um, and I've had this blog written forever, and I don't want to release one without the other, so I just decided tonight we have to get it done. Okay, and the subject, what I take on a bridal formal photo session, I already told you that. There's no rhyme or reason why any particular photographer chooses the gear they do for different jobs. There are the Canon shooters. I only shoot Canon, I'll never shoot anything else. And there are the Nikon shooters, right? I think they're like the Ferrari drivers of photography. And, of course, everybody's got their favorite. I'm a weirdo, a nerd, uh, a geek, if you will, and I happen to have... Sony, Nikon, and Fuji. Which one am I going to take on a bridal formal? I never really know. However, I have to say that lately it's been mostly the Sony A7R3. And I will talk about that in just a second. Why do we do this? Um, And why did I want to have a podcast about this? Because it never fails that at every wedding you end up talking to a dad, an uncle, a brother, a youngster, you know, a niece, a nephew or somebody, and they say, uh, hey, we love that bridal formal picture. How did you do that? What did you use? What were your settings? And is, is that, do I see off-camera flash on there or was that just natural light? You know, and everybody wants to know what you did. Uh, my buddy and I that I shoot with, we, we have always said that um, we have no secrets, We are eager to teach others that want to come up in this industry and get started because it's tough. It's a dog-eat-dog world. And however, there's more than enough people getting married to keep us busy throughout the year. So do I care if somebody else is going to go out and buy the same stuff I have in my bag and go try to take some weddings? Not at all. Um, If they do well... And they tell people, I learned it from this guy named Dave, then good on me, right? Uh, And that's what it's all about. Why do we do the bridal formals? Um, I've had some people actually ask me, what's a bridal formal? Why do you do that, dude? Well, dude, it's because it's a nice practice day, right? The bride, it's, it's not the wedding day. It's usually several weeks, if not a month before. It gives the bride a chance to practice with her hairdresser, makeup artist, um, test the dress, the shoes, the jewelry, the whole nine yards. Just gives everyone a chance to kind of rehearse in a calm environment because there's no time limit. Uh, They just have to be on site at a certain time. But before that, they can take as long as they want to get all this stuff done. And that just kind of makes it easy on them. Uh, Second, it gives me a chance to work with the bride for a good hour or two and get to know her. We develop that rapport. We talk about family. We talk about hobbies. We talk about jobs. 
Um, and that's always nice so that then on wedding day, it's kind of like two old friends meeting each other instead of, hey, so this is your wedding, huh? So what are we doing? Um, because I have been thrown into that situation quite a few times where you just show up and you go with whatever is happening. Um, which one do I prefer? I prefer the one where I actually know the bride a little bit. If, I, if I'm really lucky, I get to shoot their engagement shoot like sometimes a year before, but then I know them. And that makes seeing them again at the wedding day like, man, I haven't seen you in forever. And that's always fun too. Um, what do we do with these bridal formal shoots? The tradition I've seen down here in South Texas is that um, we give we give them or they buy a 16 by 20 fine art print. When I say fine art, I mean it's museum quality paper and finishing that you could hang on a wall and expect it to still be there, maybe with some dust on it in 100 years and look exactly like the day you got it from us. Um Super high quality, 16 by 20 portrait format, you know, long side going up and down. Um, shows usually shows the whole dress. Um, and it's funny I say usually because the last bride we did actually chose a horizontal shot with the veil flying like, you know, 20 feet behind her blowing in the wind. Luckily, we had a breeze that day. Um, uh, and of all the shots she picked, of all the great shots that we felt were in that session, guess which one she liked? And so she gets what she wants, right? She's the bride and it's all about her. Um, and so the tradition that we've seen is that when you go into the, after the ceremony and you go to the reception hall, they like to display this portrait, this formal portrait of the bride there at the entrance way, um, and people just like it. You know, all the family members take pictures of it. They take pictures of her standing next to it. They take pictures of themselves standing next to it. Um, so for whatever reason, it's a popular thing to do. I I can't think of a bad reason why you shouldn't do one. Um, but there's just a lot of good positives that come out of getting that time with the bride in a non-stressful, non-time-constrained environment um, to go do what you can do. So like I was saying early on, people say, you know, when they're asking me, well, man, that's a great shot. How'd you do that? Uh, or a lot of times the question is, so are you a Nikon shooter? And, uh, the answer is, dude, I shoot whatever, whatever I feel like that day. Some days I wake up and it's going to be a Fuji kind of day. This normally happens the day before an event or the day before a photo shoot. Uh, some days it's going to be the, the Fuji backpack with, with those bodies and lenses. Some days it's going to be the Nikons. Um, I don't know what makes me make that decision. It, it's just a feeling that, uh, at this venue, I think we're going to go full frame Nikons because maybe we expect darker situations. Can I use the Sony a seven and a seven three in those same situations? Yeah, I can. I trust them, but I do trust the Nikon just a little bit more in that situation. Um, but lately, I have to say on engagement shoots, maternity shoots, and bridal formals, I have just been lugging that Sony a7 III everywhere. I don't know why. It's just it's getting its use. I, I really would like to use it more for video, but it's in the it's in the small backpack right now, and that's the one that's been 
hitting the road with me. Uh, what do I use with it? The the workhorse is probably my Tamron 28 to 75 f 2.8 lens. Uh, because of the zoom feature, I can zoom out, I can zoom in. Um, it's 2.8, so it has a pretty nice uh, depth of field wide open. Um, but sometimes I take that lens off and I switch to a, a Rokinen 85mm 1.4. There's just a look to it. It's that 1.4 super shallow depth of field that I'm going for sometimes uh, that's really nice. And then other times I will put on the Sony 20 millimeter f1.8. I love that lens because you can get pretty close to the subject, which means you can talk quieter and you're not yelling across, a, you know, a garden or anything like that where everybody else can hear what you're doing. Um, you can be a little closer, have a calmer conversation, but you can still get a ton of space with that 20 millimeter. It's just it's just great. And then for light, I bring I use I'm a Godox user. I, I have two Nikon SB910s for the Nikons. Um, I've tried to sell them and I can't. I mean, nobody wants to give up several hundred dollars for a Nikon flash when they can go out and get four Godox flashes for the same price. And I don't know, I don't even remember what year I switched, but uh, yeah, I just bought into Godox and then I started buying different ones from them. So I have the, the big 600s for usually outdoor work. I have an AD200, which goes with me a lot. I have the AD100. I call them beer cans. I love using those um, indoors, uh, kind of a strobe lights during a wedding venue. I kind of get that concert lighting with them, right? The stars in the background. I'll put those up on stands and I'll fire those with another flash on the camera. And that's one thing I love about the Godox systems is that everything they make works with everything else they make. I mean, I have speed lights that can control all of these off-camera flashes. I have remote triggers if I want to do it that way. But it's just so cool that it doesn't matter what configuration you throw in the truck. When you get to where you're going, you're going to be able to fire it all somehow. It's just super cool to be able to do that. Let's see. What else can I tell you about the gear? Do I shoot wide open all the time? No, uh, not really. Uh, 4.5 is my general starting point, mostly because on a bridal formal, the dress is important. Uh, we want to see the details in the dress. We want to see the details in the hair. Um, and those things matter. So I don't, I really don't step all the way down uh, to 1.8 very often um, or 2.8. Yeah, that's that's just my normal flow. The the lighting is always I don't really use them uh, as intensely as some other people might for main lighting. I, I try to make it all look I try to blend it all to make it look as natural as, as possible. Sometimes I really like that pop you get from that, you know, kind of artificial off camera flash. But most of the time, I'm probably in an outdoor setting and I'm just trying to fill in shadows uh, and make them pop just a tiny bit. Like, I just don't want it to look like, you know, you could tell there's a big old flash nail in them, right? And that's just my, that, that's just my typical going in strategy. Uh, what are some of the challenges? That's a good question. 
My biggest challenge is probably 90% in my head, but it's just the fact that when I'm told, hey, we're shooting at this location in San Antonio, I'm like, yeah, I get it. More of the same, closed in, not grandiose. You know, it's not the grandiose, most expensive hotel in town. It's not the beach at Corpus Christi with the ocean in the background. It's going to have that hill country look, or it's going to be at one of the gardens with tons of flowers and... Or it's going to be people like to use the river walk. I'm not a fan because it ain't like that river is beautiful or anything like that. And there's always a ton of people. But it seems that wherever we go, wherever we go, we make something work. We've never had anybody disappointed yet with their formal portraits. Uh, And that's kind of amazing because it, it can be tough. It can be tough when you have people milling around. I have even sometimes recommended, I want to put the bride, I have recommended these kind of scenarios. I want to put the bride right in the center of like a thousand people. And I want them to all be moving around. And I just want to freeze her in the middle of all of them. And when somebody says, why would you do that? And I would say, because you wanted to come downtown and do your bridal formal, where there's thousands of tourists milling around. You didn't come downtown because the bricks at the Pearl are beautiful, right? They're bricks, and that's what they look like. But you wanted to be at the Pearl, you know, because that's where all your friends get their pictures taken. And so I, I always come up with ideas like, fine, we'll do that. I, I want you to sit at this table and have a cup of coffee at this kind of famous or better known coffee joint. Or, I, yeah, I want you right in front of all these people, and they're going to be blurry in your picture. But when, peop- when people say, where was that? You'll say, downtown during the, during the farmer's market, right? Um, because... That's that's what it's like down there. And so those are always challenges. Location, what's going on. The other thing here in South Texas is the weather, as in it's normally the same 99.99% of the time. It's hot. It's sunny. There's no hiding that sun. There's hardly anywhere to go to get out of it. And you just you just got to deal with it. Um, And there's ways to do that, you know. I don't do the sunny 16 rule very often, but I will bring that ISO down as low as I can get it. I'll speed up the shutter speed as fast as I can get it. And I'll, you know, depending on the location, if I got to bring the 600 watt flashes out to just to really light the bride up, I will. Usually I can get away with a, the 200 in these types of in these types of shoots. But yeah, it can, it can be tough, uh, when, especially when, you know, the biggest challenge is people will, will show us Pinterest pictures and say, can I get can I get a picture like that? I'm like, do you know of an ocean around here? Because that one's got an ocean in it. And the nearest ocean here is about a two and a half hour drive away. Or they'll say, look at this shot with these cows. I'm like, okay, are you going to call a rancher and make arrangements for us to go like harass the cows? And we're going to put you in your wedding dress in a cow pasture, you know, and some people do it, believe it or not, there's people that, you know, we do it and, and I love doing it. It's just, it takes a lot of extra coordination to make those kind of things happen. And they just don't happen very often. So yeah, that's some of the good fun we deal with, but on the good side, like I said, no one's ever been disappointed. We're always extremely proud of the work that we do. And, um, we are always amazed at the selections that the uh, that the customer makes, we we look at what we've produced, and we always have our like top two or three, and we're like, 
you know, it's so funny to hear us in conversations like, there's no way they're not picking that one. And guess what? That is not the one they ever pick. And so we're always just like, what, you know, we're stupid. What do we know? So again, kind of in conclusion, I just, I wanted to let people know what I use. Uh, if, when people say, are you a Nikon shooter? Uh, I can't really say that anymore. Uh, between Nikons, Fujis, and Sonys, uh, I, I just never know until the day before. Um, when people say, what are your settings? I'll show them my settings. I'll show them my ISO shutter speed, f-stop, the whole nine yards. I'll show them what I have the flash power on. I'll tell them why I'm doing what I'm doing because I love to educate and uh, I'd like to see other people succeed as well. And if somebody goes out there and says, I'm doing this exactly the way Dave told me to do it um, and, and showed me what he got with it, great. I mean, what, what could make you happier, right, than somebody flattering you by copying you? So I'm all for it. And if you run into me, don't be surprised if I don't have the Sony because, I, like I said, it, it could be a Fuji day. Um, but that is typically the gear I've been taking lately on most of my photo shoots uh, is the Sony a7 III with those particular three lenses, especially in those bridal formal situations. That's just what I've been having great success with here in the last uh, probably six months to a year. Hey, thanks for stopping in, taking the time to listen, hopefully learn something. Um, check out the accompanying accompanying blog at bocatexas.com that will go up at the same time that this podcast goes out and again it's been a pleasure um look forward to some interviews coming here shortly you all have a wonderful wonderful evening and success adios